countdown that just happened. No. Um, but we are recording. Okay, so this is our second attempt at our second recording. Uh, we just had to get some jitters out, but um, the last time you heard from us, we were going with the like working title for our podcast of Two Bookish Bitches, but... We saw that a lot of people already had like coined that name with their own podcast or social media pages. So where we're at now is Megan's choice of two bibliophiles, one podcast, and the real millennials will get that joke. <laughs> Not to like... Only the real ones. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, is that what the kids are saying? <laughs> I hate myself for that. Um, that's truly not to exclude any anyone else. And then my choice, which is uh, bibliophilia and the philosopher's degrees. And the joke there is that Megan and I are both book lovers and we both have philosophy degrees. And there's like a play on words with Harry Potter as well. So, um, fancy. Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right um so probably uh what we'll end up doing is we'll put a post on instagram for a poll to see who likes what if we think that that's a good like first little hint at a prod at this project we're working on so in you know the spirit of saving time uh we're gonna go forward with our podcast episode we are going to be discussing the invisible life of Addie larue a wonderful book and megan and Addie larue um just like a quick trigger warning they they're we're going to briefly mention suicide and um a little bit of emotional abuse between two characters and now, Anastasia, are you ready? It's time for your 30-second recap. And, oh, okay. I, I, I'm asking if you're ready, but I think I go first this time. Yeah, you do. And I've just realized, like, <laughs> we have a second opportunity to do this, and I'm still not right. prepared. <laughs> okay, I got the timer. And can you see it? Okay. I can. I can. Okay, ready go. Uh, this book is about a 20 something in like the 1600s and she doesn't want to get married. Uh, but her parents are going to force her. And so she prays to all these gods, but the only one that answers is the one after dark. And he's kind of like a scary guy, but so hot. And <laughs> he gives her immortality, but the catch is that she'll never be remembered by anybody. That's like how she gets to be free. And for 300 years, no one remembers her. And then she meets someone who finally does. All right. Look at you. Okay. All right. Okay. So let me remember how to work technology. <clears throat> okay. Ready? Uh, yes. Go. Okay. So Addie LaRue. She is born in the 1600s in France. 
She's a free spirit. She doesn't want to get married, um, but she feels like she's forced into it. She narrowly misses like the first marriage that she probably could have been in, been in, but then she's forced into a second one by her mom because her mom doesn't think she's going to have any value if she doesn't marry somebody. She runs away on her wedding night because she doesn't want to get married that bad. She makes a deal with a god after dark that she doesn't have that she can be free, but the cost of that freedom is <laughs> she'll never be Did you like how I was bouncing the timer at you? Yeah, I started like bouncing with it, like, oh shit. I don't, and for some reason that made it feel like it was going faster. Oh, sorry. Oh, it was me, me bouncing. Um, oh, by right. the way, you are like slowly disappearing into the dark right now. I, uh, that's part of my plan. I'm just fading away to be with Luke. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> I will, I will turn on a light. I will just not right now. That's totally fine. Okay. So now that we've done our recaps, Megan, you, uh, I like you going first Okay. Uh, with the points. So let's go. Okay. Here's my question that I want to know how you're thinking, what you're thinking mm -hmm. of first. Mm -hmm. Um, are Addie's feelings for Henry, genuine or do you think they're really driven by like the limitations of her curse because he's the only one that she can like form a lasting relationship with right and I mean like thinking about it now too I'm thinking about the irony of the desperation that Addie has in finding somebody that remembers her because that like the desperation that she has kind of mirrors Henry's now that I think about it. Like they're both like incredibly desperate people for almost the same thing. Yeah. Like one wanting to be enough, which is Henry and one wanting to be remembered, um, which was Addie. Um, I do think that they were genuine to the extent of the fact that she sacrificed herself but like is that really a sacrifice <laughs> that's what I that's one of the other things that I wanted to see what you thought of because I um have this issue where I love like a a complicated sort of baddie um so <laughs> I'm like was it was it really a sacrifice <laughs> He was like, I don't even really want your soul anymore. I just want to be with you. And we can be mean to each other forever. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> the best way to put it. Like, we can be mean to each other forever. Okay, first of all, that's the title of this episode. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, okay. Mm. And but then that kind of begs the question of is are Henry's feelings for her like genuine because with like does the way that she described it was like those Russian dolls and that analogy still didn't make sense to me because I'm like but was Addie affected by Henry's like blessing from Luke like, and I say blessing with air quotations. Um, uh, you know what I mean? And the way she described it was it's like, they're Russian dolls. They fit inside of each other. And I'm like, that still doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. I, so 
one of the the like telltale sign of the curse of Henry's thing was that people's eyes sort of got like a layer of smoke in them, and that's how he could tell that the, mm-hmm. that um, they were being affected by it. So, mm-hmm. I her eyes. He he said he never saw that in her eyes. So, yeah. I don't. It almost seemed like their curses sort of canceled each other out. Yeah, and she made that point that, like, Luke made a mistake. And then later on, Luke is like, ha you dumb bitch. Like, that. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing when I did this. So yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, gosh. Like, like, it really just, like, brings up the question of, like, what what does it mean to like be sincere in that regard? Because they're obviously both gaining something from their relationship with one another. Something other than like the sorts of things, relationships, like the, it has perks. It has benefits. (laughs) Exactly. There's advantages of them being together. Yeah. And you know, they, they do form a relationship because I mean, like, he is there to help her, and he helps her figure out, like, I mean, he is a plot device, even though we kind of get his perspective on things, because he has got a few chapters to himself as well, but, like, he really is there to write Addie's story, and that's the the biggest benefit, and so I'm like, is it sincere? Is it symbiotic? Because it seemed like Addie got way more out of that relationship than... He did? I mean, mean, never mind. He gets to live. I was about to say, he he does get his life back. Wait, hold on. So, I mean, I guess it could be symbiotic because they both got something that they, like, really wanted. Like, she has a fucking book now about her life. She finally gets to get her word out there. And, okay, so for my universally universally acknowledged truth, I'm just going to go ahead and say this one. With the whole Addie and Luke thing, because Luke is like, be with me and I'll save Henry. I 100% believe that Addie is going to outsmart Luke in this relationship. There's no doubt in my mind. Because he's he's too arrogant, right? He is. He is. He's a god and he lets that get to his head. And she is humble. She's, she's got humility. She's sneaky. And I love her for it. I really (laughs) love her for it. Like, okay. How do you feel about where we've landed on the relationship thing? I'm like, I guess because it was like, they both had advantages. They both reaped like benefits from the relationship, like really grand things. I guess a different... Yeah, I guess a different way to think about it would be, like, do you think that in 2015, no curses on either of them, just, like, 20-somethings meeting, that it would have been, like, yeah, let's do this, because I don't think Addie would have had time for Henry. Okay, 100%, I was just about to say that. Like, she probably would have seen him and been, like, holy fuck, Uh, yeah, because I mean, like Luke and Henry have the same faces and they are that stranger that she kept sketching. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I like that it's blurry. It's like, is Henry or is Luke the guy she's been dreaming of? Or is it both? Or did Luke like 
infiltrate her fantasies and like generate this image of himself and that was like a manipulation tactic for him yeah <clears throat> but yeah sorry if she saw henry with like him not having the curse or i mean even if she wasn't cursed yeah they were like a lot so that's what you're saying if they were alive at the same time mm -hmm. curses aside mm -hmm. i don't think so i think addy would have been like bro, you need to get your shit together. I don't have time yeah. for this. Like, I'm going to go fuck off and run through a fucking field of flowers and read the Odyssey in its original Greek. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to date your sister instead. And... Oh, <laughs> okay, sorry. The, like, you just hit on a point where, like, I was so fucking excited that both of these characters were bisexual. And, yeah. and they talked about their fucking previous relationships in detail. So it wasn't, like, as queer baity as some things are. Mm -hmm. Like, there, I feel like there was genuine representation and you got to see them have exchanges with their previous exes of the same sex right in in their in their relationship as well so i really appreciated that <laughs> mm -hmm. i think though yeah i think you're right that like the curse like they have to meet they have to meet in the time that they do under the conditions that they do for like the relationship to be super impactful on both of them because Addie has to be a little bit desperate for someone to remember her. Henry has to mm -hmm. find somebody who isn't affected by his curse. And um, there was another thing. There was like another condition that I was thinking of. Oh, and Henry's, the fact that, um, <clears throat> the fact that he's going to die. Like he feels like he has a clock ticking the whole time they're in a relationship together. It's like there's nothing like a deadline to like make you feel like you've got to accelerate the relationship. Yeah. So, yep. um, I do think that's not to say that like what they have isn't special and like important, but I was just a yeah. little like, come on, Henry. <laughs> Henry, come on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the point that you made and our, um, first attempt about him being childish. I think that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Just, just him grow just up. Being like, yeah. And like Addie was already suit like, oh gosh, I hate to say this about like a woman because this is what it always is. But like Addie was super mature for her age. Yeah. She, she had, way greater aspirations in life than Luke ever could have imagined because she didn't want herself to be tied to any one person or thing. She really wanted to be freed of all of societal like expectations of her at that time. And I yeah. think she would have been the same way. Like if she was born in the 21st century at the same time as Henry, no, no, like, no curse slash blessing like okay. she'd be like bro no like you're you're gonna weigh me down <clears throat> yeah and it kind of I mean it comes back to a little bit of like Henry's privilege as like a white uh I mean I know he's not like receiving financial funds from his parents it seems like but like mm -hmm. 
he's doing okay. He's got mm-hmm. an apartment in New York City. He's not like gonna. I don't know. It's just like he has the stability, like the safety net, the cushion to coast. Mm-hmm. to have the, like, decision paralysis that he's experiencing. And whereas, mm-hmm. like, Addie's always just been like, holy shit, I gotta be super, adapt, like, adaptable, adaptive to even, not to survive, she's not gonna die, but, you know, to, like, have a roof over my head, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to find food. She's always, like, rolling with like mm-hmm. every do every day is a, like a challenge, right? Yes. So yes. she's got to have a plan, and he's like, "I don't have a plan. We'll just see what happens, and it's gonna be <laughs> it's not gonna be great, but it'll be okay." <laughs> yep. And Addie does not have that luxury right. whatsoever. I mean, like I don't. I mean, like she she really doesn't have time to wallow in anything no um okay so let's see what okay so so i feel like this is like a good segue from yours into mine but like Mm -hmm. that that contrast of time between addy and henry like with henry having literally one year left to live and addy being like literally fucking immortal so there's like a sense of urgency on his end, uh, like and like you said, like with that sense of urgency, like of course he's gonna be like, oh, I gotta like latch onto this person. Right. I don't want to. I want to make this mo- the most of this relationship, and I don't want to do anything mm-hmm. twice. Like I want all new experiences for the rest of the mm-hmm. time that I have left. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is cool. Is yeah, uh, and like it's. I feel like the only time, like, love bombing is really okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and He's like, move this... in with me. <laughs> and she's like, okay, because I no longer have to, like, sneak my way into people's apartments now. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, like, she, I, I just, like, I, I t- truly hadn't thought about that either. Like, uh, I have to give credit to the blog that I found. It was a uh, marmalade and mustard seed. I think was the name. Super cottage Corey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they like mentioned that and I was just like I haven't really thought about how that might impact their relationship uh with one another. Um Yeah. I but- thought about it in like a different slightly different context because um when you really get into Henry's perspective for the first time in the book, he talks about feeling like as he ages, oh, pathways in life just keep getting taken away and like closed off to him. And he feels like like um, his options are sort of fading away mm-hmm. and he's missed a lot of opportunities. Um, and so if he had been in like a better place, not a super desperate, um, suicidal place when he encountered Luke, I think if he had had the chance to think through what he really wanted when Luke was like, what do you want? If he had just said something that was like Addie's, like, I want more time 
or I want more choices or something, then like, you know, he could have ended up with something that was more like Addie's and been Mm -hmm. maybe like happier because he would have felt like he had time to be a better partner, a better friend, a better son. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, oh gosh, I, I think about it as though he, okay, blah, blah, blah. he made the wish with the same, like, with, oh my God, my brain. Okay. <laughs> his, of like, obviously like his, his wish was not well thought out at all. He was in an incredibly vulnerable, vulnerable place, just like Addie when he made it. Cause I mean, that's what Luke does. He prays on the week. Um, but there was like haste as well in his, his wish. Like he wa- he didn't want to play the long game. And like you said, like have that more time to develop relationships with people um, so that he can have relationships with a really good foundation that will be long lasting and sustainable. Like instead he was like, I want to be noticed. I want to be enough. Oh, that's so interesting. Cause like, it really is like, I didn't ask for time. I just wanted to be like enough for people. And so like, it really accelerates all of his relationships, like, because mm-hmm. people see exactly what they want. Right. Right. And they don't really see him anymore. Like it's the exact opposite of what he wanted. Like they see what they want in him, but they never see him. And it's kind of like the opposite of Addie too, because Mm -hmm. it seems like when people see her, they're like taken in by her. She's like obviously very beautiful, but also has like that sort of je ne sais quoi that like people Mm -hmm. look for and amuse. And mm-hmm. so artists are drawn to her immediately. Um, mm-hmm. She she is what people are looking for, it seems like. But mm-hmm. they can't hold on to her. Or... Unin- yeah, like, she's what they want, but unintentionally. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't realize it until they see her. And then they're like, mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, you even have that moment where B starts to notice the same drawing of her over multiple spans of the art, like, yeah, whatever it is when you go from, like, realism to impressionism, like, that, like, line or whatever. Um, she just notices over time, like, with big gaps, like, in between each of the artist's mm-hmm. work that, like, she's in there. Oh, is that Louie? Yeah, sorry. Someone just walked by outside. How dare they? I know. (laughs) Yeah, so I, that was like a, um, an eye opener for me. And I was like, damn, like, I get so invested in the character development that I like never really pick up on topics or themes as I'm reading something. (laughs) 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 i'm just like way too invested in the character development for anything else Um. okay here's another um question and and sorry it's gonna be like a wild card not not character development um but 
Addie chose the name Luke, right, for this car- mm-hmm. for this god. Mm-hmm. He he just rolls with it. He's like, sure. Luke mm-hmm. is an abbreviated form of Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Do we think that? Um, <clears throat> do we think that that was intentional when she chose the name Luke, like that he like sort of inserted that into her subconscious? That it was just like one of those. Oh, that like that's who he is, Luke. Um, sort of well, understandings. When she gave him the name, because um, when she was drawing the stranger, she named the stranger Lucian. And she gave Luke, Luke, she was, uh, she was like, he can have it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever. I'm going to throw this name away. So. I don't remember the Lucian. I just remember it being Luke. Mm-hmm. I just, because, okay. um. But yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like the fact that it's short for Lucifer. Um, And oh my gosh. Yeah. So it kind of challenges your perspective on like the devil, Um, which is something that I've always kind of, well, not always, but like I've been thinking about a lot recently of like the concept of what like Lucifer and the devil are truly like, because, okay. So, Estelle, the cool witch in the woods that I want to be. Right. Estelle Estelle is the best character in the book. (laughs) I I will not argue with you on that one. For me, it's Estelle, Remy, Addie. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll get to Remy in a minute. But, um, yeah, so Estelle is like... Uh, very much like an earthy elemental like witchy person and mm-hmm. I really love that about her um and she's the one that warns Addie like not to pray to the gods at, like that answer after dark I think is what how mm-hmm. she puts it which is super spooky ominous in the coolest way ever yes um and it's which is like also She's like, don't pray to Christian God, to the Christian God, like the, the, you know, cause you kneel before bed and pray and it's dark. And she's like, no, mm -mm." (laughs) shit. Oh shit. Oh my God. Is there a sound that I can look for? That's just like, I don't know. Uh, We're going to do the cheering. Yeah. I wonder if these sounds will even come up. <laughs> I re-listen to this. Um, so sorry. Is this still going? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Well, you deserve the thirty-second standing ovation for that. <laughs> but I, 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 still needed to talk. Sure, sure, um, sure. <laughs> but um, okay. So, like the challenge that is presented to us in the way that we conceive gods like you just said like she's telling her not to pray at night like a christian god you would kneel at your bed every night to pray to Mm -hmm. and um you know luke being in the same category as them but you also do get to see bits of him that are humanized where like that he he goes to take beethoven's soul because like Mm -hmm. beethoven made a deal with him as well and he tries to show Addie like he is a monster, but like there are 
he's he's like a product of our wishes though like if we didn't have these desires these dreams he wouldn't be there without us and so it is kind of like a manifestation or a perversion of like our desires and <clears throat> dreams that he's representing yeah and is it his fault like that he is that manifestation no and i i think the that in a lot of fantasy writing um I can think of like a, a couple um <clears throat> there's like the bear and the nightingale which has some Russian folklore and then Neil Gaiman's American Gods has this theme as well that when you stop sort of praying to and acknowledging gods you take away their power and they start to fade away and Luke has lasted you know hundreds of years because humans will never stop you know praying in moments of desperation to whoever's listening yeah ooh, I like that moments of desperation um yeah yeah and it's just like in those des those desperate moments like you the earlier with Henry there's a distortion in what they're asking for because they are so desperate mm -hmm. in at the time that they're like begging for this desire that they had, like Henry's being, I want to be enough. And, uh, Addie, both of them have that sense of urgency. Addie's like, I don't want to get fucking married to this dude. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to waste away. Like I want to be free. I don't want to live my whole life in this village and not see the rest of the world. Yep. Relatable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For, I, like, Addie is, like, one of the best, like, female characters I've ever read. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I feel I, like, heavily identify with her, like, resilience and the way that she learns to survive with the, the her blessing slash curse. Um but um, going back to the devil thing, though, like in tarot, the devil represents like almost like your toxic desires. So it's like the same thing. It's these desires that come out of desperation, <clears throat> like the, the actions you take to get to achieve the desires that you have and the mm -hmm. dreams that you have are made like they're distorted. They're toxic, like instead of like uh the comparison that i heard one time was like um and, and for like living a healthy or sorry like living a happy lifestyle for somebody like under the devil that might look like them partying until 4 a.m in the morning coming home sleeping until 6 p.m at night and then working like a night shift at a restaurant like that might be that might be their version of happiness and to others like that doesn't look healthy or happy. Right. So. <clears throat> okay. So do you think that Luke is the devil or do you think that Luke is just a devil, a demon, a manifestation of I desire? Think a, I think he is a demon <clears throat> and I, I think that there are multiple like, dark gods. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. You kind and of... I've... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I wanted more into that sort of backstory. I mean, it's a long book, so I understand why we didn't really get into it. 
But, like, I wanted more, like, little gods to pop up and be like... I know, me too. Hey! Because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it, it touched on it just a little bit, like, when she's talking about how um, each time a new uh, suitor in the village would sort of show up and be like, hi, I'd like to marry Addie. She would pray to somebody and, like, <laughs> one of them married someone else or and like I think one of them died (laughs) and so (laughs) she was like saying like oh these other these other gods are listening but then they stopped listening when it came time to the last um you know the last uh guy whatever Robert Paul I can't remember his name it's not important I mean yeah like he's literally not important (laughs) I know. And oh, it's like, ooh, why did they stop answering? Were I want to like, know. <laughs> yeah, were they just like, listen, bitch, it's, like, eventually you need to take care of your own shit. Or was Luke like, I got this one. I, that's when you said, <laughs> you're like, or was Luke? And I was like, oh, Luke was like, stand back, gentlemen. I got yeah. this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if that was the case because, I mean, he knew what she wanted to see. So he had mm-hmm. to have been peeping on her. Now I, I think about it. Yes, I agree. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he, uh, like, he presented with the stranger's face. as mm-hmm. Did he play the long game? I get the impression that he did. Like, as soon as she started praying to the old gods, I think everybody's ears, like, sort of pricked up a little bit. And mm-hmm. he was probably like, mm, target. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He played that long game. And there's something that's really fucking cool about you catching the attention of a god so much so that he plays a long game with you. Like, you're yeah. a pretty special fucking person, and she still maintains humility throughout it. Yeah, and you would think, like, okay, well, maybe he's just like, ah easy target but the long game is like the hundreds of years Mm -hmm. like he did a long ish setup other than you know just Mm -hmm. like show showing up when Mm -hmm. uh he saw henry in like a really desperate spot um so i do think he was like scoping out addy but then, like, the true long game began afterward. <laughs> yes, because he, like, he might have thought she was easy pickings, and then yeah. she proved him wrong, and I think that his interest was, like, like peaked. He was like, oh, this is not what I'm used to, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's also really fucking cool that she did that. <laughs> like, yes. Addie, Addie is a fucking boss. I- Addie... Yeah, agree. Like, mm. uh, so yeah, like going with that long game. So <clears> that was like, I literally have like a bullet point that says sexual stuff. And then I have like three sub bullet points underneath it. And my first one was the first time Addie and Luke have sex. I was just like, yes. <laughs> Cause like you said, it's like this long game, like of over like, almost 300 years at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> that build up between the two of them and like sometimes the literal dancing that they were doing around one another i mean poetry 
Yeah, that's why I just like it's a really um the relationship that she has with Luke is so love hate strong intertwined feelings mm-hmm. of like one Luke is the only one who knows me, who can remember me, but I hate this guy cuz he's the reason that he's the only one that can do that. But I also like love probably him because he's given me this like long life, this freedom. Took me out of Villon and um yeah, and then like there's that and then there's her relationship with Henry which is like accelerated and intense but it's not like the intensity of her relationship with Luke at all yeah it's it's really hard to even describe the intensity of their relationship without like the person like reading the book and like knowing what we're talking about because it is they in a weird way are like so subtle with each other and they're because it's like a literal it's like a chess game for them and chess is like strategic and silent and Mm -hmm. they that's how they are with one another so that like when they actually do have sex it's like that silence is is no longer like you can't ignore it anymore like it just the explosion yep and this is like one instance, kind of like a shadow and bone, where I'm like, I kind of wish the girl really did end up with the bad guy, the quote <laughs> well, she... unquote bad guy. <clears throat> I mean, TBD, but she does. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I can't remember if this was on our first record, first attempt of this episode or the second, but she's gonna fucking absolutely outsmart Luke. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> He's yeah. too arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we talked about Addie and Luke having sex, Henry and Addie being <clears throat> bisexual. Okay, so this one is like a sweet, like a so pure moment. Um, but when Addie has good sex for the very first time with Remy. Mm-hmm. I uh, just, okay, so like. It was just, I was really happy for her that she finally had a positive experience for the first time since, like, being forgotten with mm-hmm. uh, with this person. Um, I'll go, like, more into it a little bit later, like, the, like, feeling part of it. But when they had sex and she was like, oh, so this is what it's supposed to feel like. I was like, you fucking get it, girl. Like, for you. <laughs> right. That's what made it so... Um... Like, especially heartbreaking, too, the curse, like, the first time. Because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard when her parents don't remember her. It's hard when um, she can't find a room to stay in and loses the only money that she has. And it's just, like, oh, the whole thing is very hard. But then she finally has that moment where she's like, oh, like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. I feel safe. I feel seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Ooh, he wakes point. up and it's like, ugh. you said, I feel safe. And that 
that's the key there. I didn't think about it until you said it, but it like clicked for me. I was like, oh shit, it was the first time she ever felt safe since yeah. she had been, and the circumstances with, with which they met also like could have gone one way or another and it yeah. went in a, in a positive way for her. Right. So I was really excited when that happened for her. I was like, yes, we all deserve good sex. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So the other one was, okay. So the contrast of, okay. So Addie's blessing slash curse. I really wanted to get into the contrast between the freedom of being forgotten and her need to be remembered. Um, because this is like my other universally acknowledged truth is that if I were in Addie's position, I would absolutely choose to be immortal, even if I wasn't remembered by anyone. And that might be a hot take for some people, but like that freedom of being like the, uh, like the freedom that comes from being forgotten, like, I don't know, maybe it's the Scorpio in me <laughs> that's just like, I could literally do whatever I wanted and that would mm -hmm. be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, fuck right off and it wouldn't have any consequences. Exactly. Like you're not <laughs> beholden to anyone. And right. I yeah. So what it like I want to hear your thoughts on that before I get into like a manic um <laughs> tangent about it. I um so I don't have like a super interesting different hot take on it I I also feel like given that option I would <clears throat> I would take it it's never been like important it's never been like super important to me to be remembered in some way um I think that I'm coming from like a place where I, this is where I relate to Henry the most in that I do relate to the sense of feeling like the walls are closing in. You don't have as many choices in life. Your body is slowly decaying and it doesn't feel that slow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you were like, yeah, do you want to be 25 forever? I would be like, please, let's do it. Yes. Yes. Um, I actually thought about that too. Um, uh, with, uh, Henry is that I like, I it's, it's weird because I could live without it, but like I identify with his need for like unconditional love and acceptance. But I feel like throughout therapy, um, I've gotten a lot better about like that desperation that I feel for it. And that I feel like that's when I kind of made this step forward where I was like, if I'm, I, I mean, like the opportunities that I had as a result of the neglect that I got when I was a kid is like, I was free. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that freedom. And I think if I were given the opportunity to be immortal at the cost of people not remembering me, that would be something that I could live with. And I know a lot of people are like, but you would watch people that you love like die. I was like, well, I mean, currently 
that list is very short for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm not going to be able to develop relationships with other people. That wouldn't be my goal. Right. In, in my immortality. Like I wouldn't be choosing, I wouldn't choose immortality to be able to like develop relationships with people. I would choose immortality for incredibly selfish reasons, like visiting other countries and having the time to fucking learn so many different languages like Addie did. Yeah. I mean, the things that she was able to experience are things that you can't really do in one lifetime. So I envy that. Right. I, the only, the only thing is that, um, is the identity. It's like so hard to fucking do anything without having, um, identification. You know what I mean? Like, that's Mm -hmm. the hard part these days. Um, yeah. Here I am with like the wet blanket of, uh, practicality. But like, <laughs> no, I think that that's a really good perspective to bring up, especially with like social media, like the platforms that people have, like the visibility that people have that they've never had in the past. Yeah. I mean, it really does bring forward this, this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like spotlight on personal identity. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking like, you gotta gotta oh. have a passport. Oh shit! Oh, like physical IDs. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I, I'm like, how are we gonna get through customs? <laughs> I've act, I did think about that. I'm like, how the fuck did she cross <laughs> the like Atlantic and or Pacific Ocean from one continent to another? Did she just like? I mean, I guess it's like if you board a ship and they're like, can I see your passport? And she's like, yeah, hold on. Let me just, and then rounds a corner and they don't like remember her. I mean, I guess that that works. You have to be really strategic about it, but like, I don't know. Air travel. That's another one I was thinking is like the, how is she going to do that? But Mm -hmm. I mean, she figured it out and took her a while, but I mean, yeah. So if I can, I just need like, I need a good starting point. Like, I don't want to start in the U.S. I want to start abroad. Well, let me, like, if I start in the U.S., at least let me finish the passport application. Or, like, my, I'm, what is it? I'm renewing my passport. So just, like, let me get through that process first. And then I'll be ready to go. Right. Right. Same. I mean, okay. I'd also probably wait. God, now I'm just like, I couldn't leave Dakota. <laughs> Damn Five it. seconds ago. Fuck everybody. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm married and I love this person and I want right. they are oh. like my life partner. Okay, but if I were not married, <laughs> yeah. I would be I would fuck right off. <laughs> um that that sort of so sort of related, but like not Um, throughout this part of what I think, I guess, makes Addie special and like a cool person, but also like, I wonder if I would be the same way. It's like, how is she not more jaded? I I feel like I've only lived like one life and I already fucking hate human beings. Um, most of them. (laughs) 
Okay, this is where I'm at on my scale of hating human beings. When I saw, uh, what is it, uh, The Eternals, the new, like, phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm -hmm. and this, um, the bad guy wanted to destroy Earth, and the good guys were like, no, human beings are, like, inherently good people. They deserve a chance. And I was literally, I, I said this out loud. I was like, no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> We've had chances. You keep, you keep giving us chances and we keep fucking it up. Like, I know I'm part of, like, if you blow up the planet, that means I'm gone too. But, like, at this point, like, there's not enough good people to keep justifying these chances that we're getting. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just fucking annihilate this planet. Yeah, so, like, how is Addie not, like, <laughs> is it just spite? <laughs> she, she, like... She finds, like, genuine pockets of joy in yeah. wherever she's at. And I think that that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I am very, like, I'm, I think very similarly. And I haven't even had the experiences that she's had. No. And, no. I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would love to see different places and experience different, like, cultures and ways of life. But... I don't know if it would make me have a more positive outlook on humanity. I feel like no, but I am yeah. forever pessimistic, so. Well, and like, I don't even, like I said, like, I didn't even think about immortality as a means to develop relationships. I was like, I want to see places. I want to, like, read all of the books. I want to, like, see all of the movies like it had nothing to do with other people it was like everything that i could do right i want to take so many classes <laughs> seriously like my yeah. my sagittarius mercury is a forever student and that's like how i kind of think about it and i would i, I feel like i would try to experience you know what i could and like try to go on some like beautiful mountain hike and the first like cliff bar wrapper that I saw I would be like fuck fuck all of these people <laughs> um anyway uh, this is yeah. beautiful but we're ruining yeah. it <laughs> yeah I mean I my thing would be if I were like on the same cliffs and I just saw somebody out of the corner I'd my of my eye, I'd be like, oh, humans ruin everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like in my picture. Would, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, I would just be like, you're ruining the space for me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to get the fuck out. Like, I want to experience this alone uh -huh. without you. I, I don't want to do small this, talk. Yeah, differently. Could you go? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're not fitting my aesthetic. <laughs> Like it was me, and it was like cliff, sky, no you, so mm -hmm. bye. <laughs> no you, yes. Addie is <laughs> so generous. <laughs> she really is. Like for me, I was like, oh man, like if I could have like an an entire fucking apartment to myself all the time, like and just. That would, that's my thing. And I don't know if this is healthy or not, but like, I was like, I'd be alone. <laughs> I just, I don't like, I just. <laughs> you know, when she talks about going into that author's apartment and she mm -hmm. like, 
goes and sits to see like the city view with her big mm. glass of wine, having like mm-hmm. a moment, a rich girl moment. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and takes a long bath and climbs into like a really comfy bed. I'm mm-hmm. like, what else do you need? I Exactly. Like uh, the other time that I think about is like when she was staying, I think it was in New Orleans where she was staying in this like super nouveau riche people's mansion or whatever. And she was like mm-hmm. eating the chocolate that the woman hid from everybody in the house. Yeah. And like, I imagine her in like one of those, like my husband just died under serious circumstances robes. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. Yes. Like eating that chocolate and like, I cannot get dressed. Yes. Like I can't be bothered. Um, just like all the kinds of personalities that you would get to try on without the influence of other people is very interesting to me. Like all the people that you can pretend to be mm-hmm. and, 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 and a sense of irony, find out exactly who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a good fit. This is not. Yes. <clears throat> or this and... was fun for now, but I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this was fun, but on to the greener pastures. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, if you were given the opportunity to be immortal and live different lives, what would be your top three lifestyles you'd want to try out? Um, If you can't think of any or just if you think of one or two, that's totally fine as well. I think, uh, no, I I think... Um, English Cottage. Oh, that was my first choice, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like the witch that haunts the moor or something, you know? Yes, yes. Um, I, was, I was immediately like, Estelle, the woods, cabin, yeah. cabin in the woods, cottage in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that. Uh, I also think like um, Parisian City Girl. I could do that. Mm-hmm. I could hang with that. Mm-hmm. The museums, the food, the mm-hmm. wine. Oh, oh uh, the food. The food. <laughs> the art. I mean, mm-hmm. I would, yeah. Um, and then the other one, I don't know. I think I would I, I would do something um, more, like, so I'm picturing my English cottage in sort of like rolling hills, sort of like the Shire. But um, Mm -hmm. my other alternative would be like forest, mountain forest, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also alone. (laughs) Yes. Like there's a difference between hobbits and elves and the way that they live in the woods. Yes, yes, precisely. Mm -hmm. The ways that they embrace and use nature around them. Like there's Mm -hmm. a difference there's a different aesthetic. I mm-hmm. totally get that. Um, so like this just goes to show how uncultured I am, <laughs> <laughs> but my first thought, like, I can't think of a place, but I'm like, what, where could I go where I like could just take in, like, where do people think, like, where are the thinkers that are like constantly I mean, like, I, I mean, I think Greece, because, you know, there's, like, 
the Socratic circles. <laughs> yeah, like literally the birthplace of philosophy. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So, but okay, this you is need to sound... be like in a university campus. Yeah, like academia, like maybe like an Oxford type place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a good one. That that would be one. Um, because when I was and thinking a... about Greece, I was like, Greece is too colorful. <laughs> I'm picturing, okay, I'm picturing you in a apartment over a coffee shop on a university okay. campus. Okay, yes, that's it, that's it, that's <laughs> it. See, this is why every Scorpio needs a Libra, because mm -hmm. you can take my thoughts and you can put you can put the aesthetic that I'm thinking of into words. <laughs> yes, that would be it, like, uh, like, definitely an apartment above a coffee shop slash bookstore. Um, mm -hmm. It, it could be like 350 square feet for all I care. Like, it's just <laughs> me. I don't need space. Yeah, you need your room. You need, mm -hmm. like, room for a couch, room for mm -hmm. a bookcase, mm -hmm. bedroom, or bed, mm -hmm. bed space, small kitchen, bathroom with a tub. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not, I, it's just me. Also, now I realize I'm like... Do animals remembered Addie, didn't they? Because Book, the the cat in Henry's shop, remembered her. It sure didn't? seemed like it, yeah. Okay, then because then I was like, let me add a, a dog and or cat into mm -hmm. this picture mm -hmm. in both scenarios so far. And then... Um, yeah, I want a pack of dogs at my mountain home. <laughs> same, same. Okay, and then let's see, where could, like, the other one be? I've just, okay, like, I don't know if this is, like, the bi bisexual answer, but, like, I always wanted to be an Egyptologist when I grew up um, uh -huh. because of the mummy, like most people in our generation feel. Um, <laughs> it was also my... Brendan Fraser! <laughs> I know, right? He's come back. But it was like my bisexual awakening because I was like, mm, I like both of these characters. Um, but <laughs> there, I'm, but I, and you know, kind of goes back to that like academia thing where it's just like I am completely uh, enveloped in specializing in like one, like I become an expert in this field. Yeah, and I have yeah. all the time in the world to study it and, like, even experience the history of the things that people will, like, study in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that would be really cool, too. So I don't know if that, like, what my house would look like in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> but mm -hmm. I just imagine myself, like, in a button-down linen white shirt with, like, a... A like white tank top underneath it with like my high waisted like uh, chinos. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep, with my hair up and like a and a bun that's held together by a pencil. Yeah. Um, where would you live in that scenario? I almost feel like you would end up just like uh, bouncing from hotel rooms. You know. Probably. Yeah. Which I've always liked doing. Me too. I like. I like the. There is like a definite romanticization uh, on mm -hmm. my end of like a vagabond life, which is probably why Addie like really appeals to me in that way of just like 
being able to like fuck off and do whatever because you have all the time in the world is yeah it just sounds so great or you know you would be like i don't see you in hotels i see the i see like okay barring the fact that you can't form um relationships i if you could somehow Mm -hmm. or just be like slightly remembered Mm-hmm. trusted maybe you can't be remembered but you can always be trusted but yeah. um you know moving like you have a space in multiple people's homes like you have a loft that you can crash in at this place or you have like it's that it feels even more vagabondy than hotel rooms to me my university connections yes precisely <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so we are coming up on our hour, mm-hmm. and I know we both had like a hard boundary for ourselves of we wanted to be done with this by 8 o'clock, so... Um, Correct. I went through my universally acknowledged truths, uh, which is, listener, something that we're going to start squeaking in. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever really decided on where we will. I think mine just happened naturally, so I brought them up. Did you have any universally acknowledged truths that you wanted to share? I think it's a a truth universally acknowledged that um, uh, it isn't all about... I mean, this is like a platitude, so but I guess it fits. So... It isn't all about looks. So presumably Luke and Henry look <clears throat> very nearly identical, but I have very different feelings for them in this book. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so that's it. That's what I got. Um, one, okay. very hot. The other one, mm-hmm. so sweet. Soft boy. Want to cuddle. Mm-hmm. But the that's not not it for me. Yeah. I mean, because you get, like, kind of two <clears throat> different relationships out of them with Henry. You have, like, soft boy cuddles. Like, I imagine Seattle grunge scene with Henry for some reason with, like, like everything always being, like, constantly dreary and cozy. Yeah. And them just, like, huddling together in their mm-hmm. apartment and, like, reading all day, which is so cute. And he's got, like, glasses. Like, he has... I don't think he has glasses. Does he have glasses? I don't know, but I imagined him with glasses. He needs glasses. <laughs> yeah. Because he's always pushing them up as he's yeah. reading. Yes. Yes. Um, and then with Luke, it's just, like, carnal, like, yeah. passionate, like... We're doing it on a train. On yeah. our way to Egypt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And nobody's going to remember us because you're a god and can erase their memories and yeah. let them do whatever we want. And I would be like, hey, asshole, can you make it so that I don't get wet when it rains too? Like, could you just... Because <laughs> that comes up multiple times and every time I'm like, Luke, you are low-key very petty. Like, just extend your little aura and let whoever you're with not get soaked in the rain. Anyway. <laughs> It would be like sniping like that constantly with the two of us. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. And then um, you're all so pure moment. Okay. L- let me 
find it because I I made a note. Okay, so it's a quote. Um, okay. And it is when Addie and uh, Henry have been hanging out. I don't have a... Of course, my so pure moment has to be with uh, Henry, not Luke. But... Um, it says his eyes have gone glassy and the way he says who almost sounds like how less a question of how she's doing and more a question of how she's here and how she wants him to a wants to ask him the same thing. But she has a good reason and he is just a little drunk. And I was like, oh, like he wants to say, how are you? Like, how do you exist? And I was just like, oh, so warm, fuzzy, sweet. And I just, like, imagine his look of, like, wonderment, like, how mm -hmm. are you? Mm -hmm. so I mean, so, she's, so like, a, she's attained, like, ethereal goddess status at this point. Yeah, she's a, she's a 12. She's off the charts. Yes, absolutely. Okay, <clears throat> so. That yours. I have two. So, the first one. Not allowed. <laughs> just, just kidding. It's fine. You looked like genuinely offended, and I was like, "Oh shit!" No. Um, <laughs> so, um, going back to something I mentioned earlier with um, when Addie had good sex for the first time with that character Remy, I talked a little bit about like how they met, and how they met was is that Addie started dressing like a dude to like be safe be safe and like move throughout spaces with like authority that wouldn't be questioned um right. which you know gave her a little bit of wiggle room with the whole like always being forgotten thing and um remy is in this group of boys that like literally runs into her makes her drop her super expensive honey that so rude. she it's like literally she calls him like a, an idiot or something like that and he gets close enough to recognize that she's actually a woman and like you can see it in his face that he recognizes it but instead of being um like grossed out or like disgusted by this he's instantaneously fascinated and enamored by it mm -hmm. and that to me was like a super like so pure moment because like to me that really illustrates like what a kind person this like Remy was and so forward thinking because this is still in the 1700s like yeah when he, this happens he's curious he's not judgmental exactly. and I love that yeah and it wasn't like he objectified her in that way either like he was genuinely just like enthralled to hear her story mm -hmm. and I thought that that was beautiful and the second one that i got what i kind of wish that they had been able to work out like i would have chosen Remy <laughs> over henry any day but um um so yeah oh my gosh now i'm like why would i do that with like remy because okay i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna think too <laughs> but i think it's just like because like process henry, later <laughs> henry henry's got that little bit of a desperation to him and that's a very major turn off for me yeah um, I'm just like, mm, no, thank you. But Remy was just like, let's, I feel like Remy would have like explored the world together with her as an immortal. Yeah. Everything was a lark. It was like, let's mm -hmm. do this. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm exactly. in on it. 
Yeah, like he was so adventurous and he matched her spirit. And I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so the second one I chose is just, uh, it's, it's just super fucking cute. But like when they took the cat book home... And Henry was, like, so worried that something bad would happen to the cat if he was, like, ever taken away from the bookstore. <laughs> that was, was so just, cute. It was. I was just, like, this is, like, to the core, like, such a pure moment mm-hmm. where he's just, like, I don't want anything bad to happen to him. <laughs> I don't know if he's just going to, like, suddenly decide that life isn't worth living anymore. Right. And it's then, just, like, like him... He's just an extension of the bookstore, and if he gets too far away from it, and he'll just, yes. like... <laughs> exactly. That magical type of thinking I just thought was really cute. Yeah. I like that about Henry, too. Yes, he definitely had a, a really good <clears throat> imagination. I guess you're kind of required to if you're a writer. That's, that's true. Yeah. A reader and a writer. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's everything that I have, folks. What was your rating? Of oh, shit, 10? yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think, okay, yeah, you did yours first last time, so mm. it's mine. Um, oh, God. I <clears> mean, <throat> I really don't have any complaints about it. Like, you know, we, like, fucking ripped into It Ends With Us and, like, this whole time. Like, yeah. We haven't made a single complaint about the book or anything. So, I mean, like, I, I think I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Okay. I mean, I, I'm like ever critical. I'm like, gonna, I'm going to give it a nine and a half ish. Cause you're, here's, you're here's Dr. my thing. Cave. You're the, you're Dr. Cave right now. I know. I'm a philosophy <laughs> professor and I cannot give top marks. I will not. Ever. Um, <laughs> no, I, okay. So here's what I wanted more of. And I understand the constraints of a novel. I wanted more mm-hmm. old gods. I wanted to know what was going on that's fair that's fair Uh, (laughs) i wanted more episodic moments of addy in history like okay yeah those were some of the some of my favorite parts of the book and i realized that like they were sort of diversions away from the Mm -hmm. plot um but I still really enjoyed them. And usually when I'm reading a book and there's like something that breaks the plot up, I get kind of frustrated because I'm like, no, I want to keep going. But I didn't actually feel that with this one. I liked her past. Um, and there are so many moments in history that I feel like could have been touched upon even more. Yeah. And then the last little nitpicky thing. Was the bathroom thing. Like, what happens when oh, someone yeah. goes to the bathroom? I mean, really. But, like... <clears throat> did, I, I guess... Quest, just, that's like, my have... question mark on the essay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, you guys, we have to give this a little bit of context. But, like, so we had this one professor, Dr. Cave. Um, I might bleep his name out, whatever. Yeah, but, don't call um, him out. <laughs> <laughs> he, like... I don't think either one of us ever made, like, a solid fucking A in that class. Like, there was always some sort of critique that we received. And the most, like, excruciating fucking, like, 
critique that you could have from him was he would just write a question mark like next to your paragraph. You didn't even know what he was referencing in no that notes. paragraph. Just nothing. Questions. Just, what? Yeah. And I I was we were both just like confounded by this. Like we hated it. You'd keep reading and see like later down the paragraph or even on the next page he would write okay that (laughs) like this man never gave us any context of the critiques that he put on our papers like the most frustrating thing ever and like now you had to go seek him out and be like so uh (laughs) and what like and i don't know what it was but it was just like it was a power move and i didn't like it so sorry my power move would be like bathroom question mark. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad we gave that context because I definitely <laughs> think we should work that in and be like, what's your question mark? Moment? Yeah. <laughs> question mark critique. <laughs> yes. There were so many in it ends with us. This yes. one. Okay. The only one bathroom. Yep. I guess like for me, like since the bathroom thing occurred, as we were recording this, I was like, I, I didn't occur to me. Um, but like, I, like, I'm also so excitable when it comes to books. Like when I get done with one, I'm so excited and I loved it. I'll give it like <laughs> 10 out of 10. And then you give me like a few days to mull over it. And I'll be like, you know, I wait a fucking minute. A- <laughs> yeah. I have some questions for yeah. Colleen Hoover right now. <laughs> I'm definitely that person that's like easily impressionable when it comes to media, mm-hmm. but I'm, but only with books, uh, only with books. I get like, so like enveloped in the world that like, I don't really see the other things going on, but I can do it with like movies and shows and stuff like that but with books. I don't know. It just gets to me. You're immersed. I am. I really am. So that's it. That's our review of Addie LaRue. I totally meant to be corny uh-huh. with that rhyme, <laughs> by the way. So, but um, so, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, stay curious and think on it and don't pray to <laughs> the gods who answer after dark or do if that's your thing. I would totally pray to the gods that answered after dark. Same. I'm sorry. Especially okay, if it good. was Luke. This is why... Uh-huh. I'm this, this is why we're besties. Yeah. Um, okay. And then what are we doing next time, Megan? What's our what are we putting out there next time? Um, we are putting out Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. So Yes, not to be confused with uh what what is it? Uh Ninth Gate, a Johnny what? Depp movie. Oh no. No thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, also, whoa, also, is that movie by Roman Polanski? Is that his? I'm going to be really fucked up if it is Ninth Gate. It would be a extremely toxic combo, so, yeah. Oof, it is. Yeah, so please do not confuse it with that Mm-mm. movie at all. Greatly, that- it would be very greatly appreciated. Ninth House, yeah. instead, a delicious, dark, academia... Um, higher ed, Ivy League, 
little treat. Female righteous rage. Oh, yeah. Ghosts. So, you know, that's actually something I want to put out there. I know we're going to, we're trying to work on our listener engagement. And something I want to put out there is, you know, when I read that book, we talked about it. I'm not going to give any spoilers right now in this outro. But when I was reading it, there was a particular point that I had to pause and just cry over Mm. the female rage that I was feeling. And I started to create a Spotify playlist And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put something out there on Instagram and get like all the like female rage music that our listeners listen to. And I'm going to put it in that playlist and I'm going to put it out there for everyone. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So listeners, if you're still sticking around at this point, just be (laughs) on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout. I'm also to thinking collab you guys... with us. Yes, that's a really good way to put it because nobody has mm-hmm. been guessing the book based off of the like vague images <laughs> I put out there. So I don't think anybody likes that. So we're gonna I'm gonna nix that. I really like it, but you know how I'm like so visually aesthetic. I'm like, oh my god, she nailed it every time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do put so much thought into that. And that's why like I did the desperate like I am once again asking you to please try this. <laughs> because I did. I really put so much work into this. But maybe when we get like a larger listener base so we can bring it back. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's right. it for my outro. I'm gonna quit babbling. Okay. Stay curious, guys. 